Have you always wanted to utilize reels in your wedding business, but you don't have the know-how? Or maybe you wanna start a blog on your website, but you just don't have the time. Or are you feeling a little uninspired by the content that you are putting out there? Well, this sounds like you, we have just the solution. Introducing Content Club, a drag and drop content subscription service for the wedding business. Each month, you receive all of the content that you need for your wedding business so you can literally schedule and go. To find out more, visit the link in the show notes and let's start getting your socials working for you instead of you working for them. this week's episode of the WebPro podcast. We hope you're well and having a really amazing week. Today is another episode where we've got a guest on this week and we know we've been talking to you recently about bringing new voices into the podcast and new people for you so that we can really get a take on different things going on in the industry right now and Again, today we've got another amazing guest that comes from a wedding industry background, which we know you love because one of the things, especially when we were starting our business and running our business that we found, Roxy, didn't we, was, you know, there's all the advice out there, quite a lot of it tailored to corporate, quite a lot of it tailored to, you know, businesses that don't really work and don't really have transient clients or, you know, or seasonal bookings and things like that. And it, and we found more drawn to people that have been there, done that, got the t-shirt and really understand our client, understand those problems. So we're so excited to introduce you to Camilla. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. No problem, it's really great. So what we like to do on our podcast is get you to introduce yourself because you know your business and you and who you serve better than anybody. So take it away, tell our listeners what it is that you do and how you got into working in the wedding industry and what you do now. Super. Okay. Well, hello, everybody that's listening. My name is Camilla, Camilla Collins. I am the founder of multiple beauty and creative entertainment agencies, and I'm also a confidence and lifestyle coach and also an author of a book called Hashtag No Filter Needed. And I trained as a makeup artist back in 2009. I was trained in TV, film and theatre, hair and makeup. That's where I sort of started my makeup artistry career, which was in the filming industry. And about a year in... Oh, yeah, a year or so in, I ended up assisting on a wedding. I ended up assisting another makeup artist on a wedding and I just absolutely loved it. I just, like, it just felt like um, hanging out with the girls on Saturday morning. Like I'd happily do it for free. It was just like the whole vibe and people are my thing as well. So it was just so nice to be part of that. And so I decided as, as much as the filming sort of was great, I was like, you know what, this is my calling. This is this is what I want to do. And so I built up my bridal hair and makeup agency. And we were just having a chat about this earlier, Katie, when we were just saying that wedding work used to be a lot more seasonal, I think, than it is now because people can save money if they have midweek weddings. And also in the winter, people are just a bit more flexible. But I got to the point where I got, yeah, I was getting frustrated with all my marketing efforts that I'd have a wedding booked and then I'd get asked to do another one or another one on the same day. And it was only me. I couldn't be in three or five places at once. So that was why I decided to start the agency. 
And I built up that agency and we also kind of did more event stuff as well. So once you kind of in the weddings, it was more parties. Halloween as well was a big one. We looked after bars and restaurants as well, doing their staff and sort of corporate parties and things like that. So that's the other creative agency. And then what happened was around 2019, I just was really unsettled. I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know if it was a me problem or a work problem. I just, I didn't know if it's something in my personal life that needs to be addressed or whether it was something in my, in my work, maybe I shouldn't be doing what I was doing anymore. So I was on a bit of a journey kind of with that. And I was actually getting increasingly frustrated with beauty industry kind of as a whole and with the rise in social media and, you know, all the stuff that we view digitally anyway, we're constantly having more and more stuff being, you know, pushed upon us and marketed to us. And, you know, this is across like everything, really, just it's more and more stuff. But if we think like straight to the beauty industry, like the amount of products, the amount of treatments, like all this, the, all these things that were coming out, it was just overwhelming. And I used to get the professional beauty magazine through and I'm just like, oh, my God, like each month sort of reading through this. I was like, what next? There's just so much stuff. And all marketing creates lack you know or a sense of lack within us because that that's otherwise we wouldn't buy if we were all perfect then we wouldn't need the thing so it creates this feeling of lack we need stuff and when it comes to sort of beauty I just I it didn't it wasn't sitting right with me that I was kind of part of an industry that was you know so invested in people's lack of self-worth and that's men and women and I noticed really early on in my career anyway that as soon as someone sat down in my makeup chair and looked at themselves in the mirror and I did it too when I was training because we used to work on each other Roxy's you know, just done it hasn't she Roxy's just done it before we've yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry for the way <laughs> how I look right now yeah immediately apologizes for for how we look when we mm-hmm when we're in front of other people and yeah so that's why I decided to write a book and just because I wanted to help people well I wanted to open the eyes open their eyes to you know some of the marketing tactics that go on you know in the beauty industry but also you know you can apply it to everything and really just guide people through a bit of a self-awareness journey to build confidence from within and stop relying on other things outside of themselves to to bring them confidence because you know, they end up being crutches and they can work in a little instance. You know, you can put on a swipe of lipstick sometimes and be like, yes, I'm, I'm ready to kind of go for the day. And they're as great tools to use. But if you use things like that over and over again, then you become reliant on them. And then you're not able to leave the house without a full face of makeup, for example. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be makeup. It can be, you know, at networking events. You can't talk to people unless you've had a drink or two just to kind of, you know, loosen the tongue a little bit and just relax a bit. So, you know, using these things over and over again actually diminishes our confidence in ourselves and then we we're so reliant on them that we're not able to be ourselves and I think also over time as well we lose ourselves and and there's a lot of people that aren't that don't haven't built the self-awareness or are not quite sure you know where to look within themselves or how to kind of dig around and all of us harbor a lot of beliefs from you know way way back from our childhoods on a subconscious level but even we store beliefs maybe from last year and this shapes exactly you know how we feel about ourselves and our capabilities how we act around people what we like and what we dislike sometimes we like and dislike things that we don't even know why we like or dislike them but like it's sort of a trigger a trigger point so so yeah, all of all of that really is what I wanted to support people with and ultimately make more of a lasting change. And I love the creativity of makeup and I love making people feel great and women feel amazing for their wedding day. But 
I just wanted to have more of an impact, I think, and just do a bit of, of deeper work. So I know that was a very long explanation, but that's no, how we were sat here nodding, listening. No, no, no. I, was thinking, I was thinking, you know, what you were saying about kind of looking inside yourself to find kind of you rather than looking for everything on the outside. This is something that we've been speaking about recently anyway, isn't it, Katie? And for me, I think I've had a big realisation in these last kind of couple of months of, of that, of hold on a minute, instead of actually like looking upon these things to provide me with happiness, like I need to look on the inside. Yeah, and this is, we're parents of girls. I don't, I don't know about you, but we've got, we've got young girls and you know, exactly what you're saying in terms of, you know, social media, all the messaging, all the marketing. And you know, I bet all three of us can sit here and say, we've definitely tapped into kind of, oh yeah, you know, I want, I wish I had longer eyelashes or, you know. Oh yes. I wish I had longer legs or I wish I was cleverer or any of the kind of things, which has, I know men do it as well, but typically, it is more women, isn't it? And I know plenty of men will listen to this podcast and resonate with something that's being said. More so now, I think, because of kind of social media and how we live our lives. And actually the pressures that, you know, like systemically women have been feeling for years and years and years, way before pre-social media, just in terms of kind of communities and chit-chat and exactly like what you say in terms of, you know, just kind of internal, external pressures that come from, goodness knows where they come from, but they come from just years and years of kind of, conditioning I suppose I do think that more and more more and more men are kind of getting a taste of that kind of world now and you know and it's it's totally not a nice world to kind of have a taste of in terms of kind of pressures of to look a certain way or to speak a certain way or to you know earn a certain amount of money and, and that will definitely resonate with kind of both men and women so when you're talking about kind of finding that kind of inner confidence and kind of going after the the thing that you want how do you kind of break that down in terms of helping people in their life and their business as well sure so so I have I mean so I have a methodology which is the five eyes and the the first one so actually I also probably should mention you know I have a, a history kind of with with mental health actually myself so as I said, the kind of the journey that I was on, I've always, my self-awareness journey started when I was 21 and I was actually in rehab at that age for alcohol and substance abuse for a month, sort of, it was an ATP program, addiction treatment program it was called. And yeah, so I was in there for a month. And so when I came out, I had nothing really. And there's beauty in that. There's beauty in not having to, to kind of, I guess not. Well, like be a certain be, way or, yeah. Yeah. Being pieces. It's, really it's really inspiring, Camilla, that you mentioned that. And I know that you're kind of brushing over it really, really quickly. But me and Roxy have both spoken about it. And it's incredibly common, actually, in terms of being business owners to have some sort of struggle yeah. from, from, you know, some, maybe some like low light line anxiety right the way up to kind of really big struggles. And it's really lovely to hear of you to say, you know, that your self-awareness journey started quite young and I bet that has set you up actually in terms of now what you do being able to kind of communicate that in a way where actually you understand because you've been through this yourself absolutely and and in there you know really all it was was day in day out talking about feelings and mm -hmm. that's like that's uncomfortable because no one does that right and we would use yeah. like societal norms and you know, more so now people are, are speaking about things and being more open and, you know, being vulnerable and it's becoming more acceptable to do so. But, 
you know, I even think of my, like my parents' generation as well. Like everything was kind of brushed under the carpet. Don't speak about it. Just get yeah. on with it. And, you know, I, I know even, I don't think my, my dad, my, my mom kind of gets it, you know, the sort of the, the constant conversations that we're having, but I think it's obviously a really, really good thing. I also think there's a, I'm, I'm going right off topic now, but let me just finish the sentence and I'll bring it back in. But there's a, you know, potentially too much talking of something is actually, you know, if something's not there, it's creating something that wasn't yeah. there in the first place. And it relates because then it goes to an identity thing. And then people latch onto that because they're like, oh, I, I have an identity. Because if you don't do the work on yourself, again, latching on a thing or like the latest, I don't know what the word is, but label that someone's come up with is again, like a, a crutch, really an excuse. And it's kind of a, it takes your power away because it's not you. It's like, okay, well, I can have this, this thing. And I think when we're seeing lots of communities, and I think community is great. And it's great that we've got the online world to like what you guys do, you know, that the wedding suppliers and people can come together and, and be in a like-minded group. But because the internet is so vast, you've got like so many different pockets and different kind of communities that are sort of breeding like kind of different, different things. So it can actually be overwhelming. And, and also like we, we can definitely find it even inside of our community own community inside of us like you know pre-internet pre-social media pre like these communities that are so accessible and that and they're so wonderful and we love having communities don't we Roxy like we love to bring like-minded people together not just so that they can talk and have a space to talk about their business but also for support and to be able to say hey like I've struggled with this like who can help me with that and we absolutely love community however there is the side of community that will show us, you know, the perfect, you know, view of someone else's business. And you don't know what's going on in someone else's business. And, you know, it's the highlights that most people will show, obviously, because you, you're keeping a professional image in terms of your business. But, you know, that that can flare up imposter syndrome, kind of. It can, can flare up imposter syndrome. I remember through COVID, like COVID was a really difficult time for our industry, as, as you know, Camilla, like you, you went through exactly the same thing as, as all of us did. And our industry was hurting, wasn't it, Roxy? Like really hurting. Yes. And yeah. one of the kind of negatives we found of having such a large community was that that very quickly can become a bit of a bitch fest and a bit of a moan. And then like it pulls everybody into this kind of moan like it doesn't it takes like one or two people doesn't it and then it, yeah and we found it quite hard at that time we were also going through what everyone else was going through in terms of like our business was kind of on its knees like we all of our events had to be shut down overnight that was 90% of our income and we were kind of figuring that out as well as kind of trying to be that support network for people and yeah exactly what you were saying in terms of your mental health and at the same time I lost my brother as well so my brother unfortunately passed away quite quite young and it was very difficult to deal with and then there was a lot of like grief inside the there's in a lot of emotion at that time yeah. Yeah, a like. lot of, yeah but a lot of grief inside the industry as well and yeah. like I definitely stepped into a role that I absolutely looking back on shouldn't have stepped into which was like well I need to reply to everybody and I need to you know because all of these businesses of which we don't get paid for we run our community for free don't we Roxy as part of our business yes but we run our community for free. And I think, you know, yes, exactly what you're saying in terms of all of this external pressure that men and women and business owners feel, social media absolutely plays a massive part in kind of that imposter syndrome or in kind of those pressures to behave a certain way or to do a certain thing 
because you feel like you need to you need to do this to kind of maintain your business or you need to do this to maintain your audience or you know you've brought all of these people together so that when they do have struggles they've got somewhere to go to well now everyone's struggling they're all looking to me and Roxy and it was a tough time wasn't it it was tough I was going to use the phrase like emotional baggage but that sounds really unfair because what people were going through you know it 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 was valid like and we we wanted to help we wanted to hear but on the flip side of that exactly what you said like behind closed doors you don't know what's going on people's personal lives all at the same time it was so yeah no I was just saying because you're going through it as well so it's not even coming from an outside position of like looking in you know if you think of a coaching relationship it's normally you can see you know you help people see their blind spots and sort of point them in the right direction but when I mean it was just a mad it was a bad time and you just didn't know what was going to happen next and you know like fear and excitement feels the same in the body as well so it was just kind of a mix it was a whole roller coaster of of like stuff which is actually very draining and makes you act in like you know crazy sort of ways and can do but yeah I mean what was the alternative you didn't really have an alternative you just had to you know the only way out was through you couldn't just exactly to sort myself out because we didn't know what was coming next and so you know you're together but yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. It, you know, it's very and difficult then, doing it. And then people have had to do a lot of healing. And I guess this is what comes into kind of what you do now, Camilla, didn't they? Like a lot of healing and a lot of looking inward in terms of healing, not only, you know, businesses and everything opened up, but we've spoken about this before, not quite in this much depth, but in terms of like giving yourself the recognition that we've all been through something here, like exactly what you were saying, like in terms of fear, but also fear, masses of stress, like worry, all of that. And kind of part of what you do now, isn't it, is in terms of helping people kind of raise that self-awareness, look in, look inward to kind of recognise the steps that they need to take forward. Yeah, absolutely. And sorry, yeah, so that went off a tangent, didn't I? Like I got to my <laughs> number one eye and then we were like off in rehab. But yeah, no intervention. And the reason so that's there, it's kind of, you know, part sort of part of my journey really, but staging the intervention with yourself. So that is the first step in, you know, the, in the methodology. It's it's saying, it's holding your hands up and going and really holding your hands up, not half surrendering and just saying, do you know what? My way isn't working anymore. Like I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. I've tried it, everything, but I just can't figure this out. So I'm going to accept help because until you do that, if you're still, you know, holding on a little bit and you're trying to seek help from somewhere, someone else or advice and you're only doing part of the work, like you're not going to, it's not going to happen. So that is a quick, but it very, well, actually can be very slow, very important step that kind of needs to be taken. And then, yeah, the next one is interruption. So, you know, interrupting negative thought processes, really tuning into what that voice is saying what um, if the, the negative chatter which we all have it's totally normal it keeps us safe we don't want it to go away because it you know stops us or make sure we don't like bulldoze our way through life making an absolute mess and you know walking into danger so but it, it's managing that and also recognizing what it's what it's saying so and also interrupting you know questioning past beliefs so that yeah you've got the, the negative kind of thought process which often stem from uh, past beliefs about ourselves which might be something someone said or, or something that happened and then the intention is the intention stage is all about getting really intentional with what you're doing and not just doing for the sake of doing and I think a lot of us in the pandemic realized that we've been busy fools I think that was a realization that many people had which is just rushing around chasing after stuff that we didn't actually really want just because everybody else wanted it we thought we ought to want it too or just doing stuff because everybody else was doing it so getting really kind of intentional with what we're doing 
and you know our lifestyle and all our aspects of, of aspects of our lifestyle identification is the next one that we work through and that's really identifying with yourself so raising your levels of self-awareness but I also get people like you know physically looking at themselves in the mirror and just identifying things that they like about themselves not necessarily because they're a beautiful thing but maybe they're just a quirky unique thing and I'm really big on people embracing their uniqueness and I think you know that certainly comes from you know, the beauty industry and as with the rise of influencers, it's like everybody looks the same with, you know, the Mm. contouring kind of technique, you know, everyone's like a cookie cutter. We don't want that. We want individuality. And that's what we all connect with. And when we're embracing that, it just makes a much more colorful world and just a a, a funner place to be a more fun. I don't think fun is a word, but more fun place. (laughs) (laughs) We we spoke about this recently in terms of kind of like stepping into your life, not kind of being in the middle of the room and stepping into kind of who you are and what you is I think in in business and and I suppose really and this is a positive turn actually it it is a positive that's what's come out of social media that exactly what you said in terms of like people want that connect connection and if everybody looks the same online or everybody's kind of staying in the middle of the room is what we called it when we when we spoke about it last time where's your edge like where you're not going to find your people so yeah, exactly. I love what you say. Like Roxy's been doing so much work on you, Roxy, in terms of I'm like nodding along, like, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to share my story with everyone as well. Like kind of a little bit. I'm absolutely fine kind of talking about what I've been through probably in the last two, three months, especially from what you were just saying about the interruption part of it. I found that quite difficult. I've had very, very, very negative kind of self-talk slash anxiety for mm, well, since actually COVID happened, that kind of brought on my first ever kind of experience with anxiety. And before that, never been an anxious person, you know, happy-go-lucky, get up and go, nothing bothered me. If there was an issue, one bam, thank you, ma'am, would sort it out, we'd move on. But then something changed in my mind. And then like negativity, the negativeness was a lot louder than the positive. And that's, I think, when the issue kind of started for me so I've been having CBT over the last four or five weeks and in that time actually my mindset has changed so much like I'm so much more of a positive person Katie will agree with that won't you <laughs> I was just about to say when when did you realize when did you realize that that kind of you were talking speaking to yourself so negatively when you told me on my birthday on my birthday so we have spoken about this on a previous episode (laughs) no no you didn't but sometimes you can't see it when you're in it can you you can't see what's going on so it was when you were just like "Mm, Roxy Bond you are talking quite negatively about yourself but I just thought that you know what I mean that that was a normal way to think because that's what I'd been doing for quite a while and it just crept up and then I thought oh okay then maybe maybe I need to look into this a little bit further and exactly what you're saying about you know you need to do something about it there's no point recognizing that there's something there unless you then take those steps to improve yourself yeah yeah, you you did like you did a massive favor. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. well done. Like just pointing it out, and that's you know just as I was saying about beliefs, or you know sometimes like beliefs are formed when someone says something to us, and it just goes like right in there. And other times people can say stuff, and it just bats off. And obviously that comment, maybe someone said it to you before, but like that you really put that on, and then you couldn't ignore it because then you started noticing it because it came into your awareness. 
And then as you probably went around the next few days, you're like, oh crap, I am talking to myself like quite badly. Uh, I'm, feeling, then, I'm feeling amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good thing. <laughs> I did a good thing. No, it was kind of it was it was your birthday, wasn't it? And we'd we'd we were working yeah. out and we would kind of gone out for some lunch and like it was supposed to be fun. And I was like, I'm not really getting fun from you right now. And it was we'd gone shopping, stuff that we would normally do a million times, wouldn't we? And we'd have a really yeah. good giggle, we'd have a good laugh. And I, I remember like I'd keep the energy high and then you'd bring it down and then I'd be like, right, okay, let's do it. And then it would come down again. And then yeah, then obviously I'd I said, I said to the team, are you okay? Like, what, what's going on? But it's good. Exactly, exactly what like, Camilla's saying in terms of, you know, getting that awareness and, you know, I called it trash talk. I don't know if that's what it's like, but I, I said, you know, you trash talk, you talk about yourself so negatively and so badly, like, stop, well, stop, you need to stop doing that. But I'm not a coach, Camilla, and you are a coach, so you're the person that needs to tell people if they're also recognising, like, exactly what Rox has been talking about in terms of you know maybe downplaying downplaying how good you are in business downplaying how you know experiences that you've had in your life or downplaying the impact that you're making in the world or the impact you're making in your business like how do people I know that you've breached over it with your five kind of eyes but well what's kind of one piece of advice that you can kind of give people to well, the fifth I, which I hadn't got to, is influence, actually. And that's very much your environment. And that is the people that you're surrounded by, the places you put yourself, the things as well. So kind of, you know, physical stuff. But in terms of that, like your environment makes is so, so important. And you guys know this because, you know, you're big on community. That's the whole point is like to, to get people to level up to be able to kind of talk inspire one another motivate one another to keep going on to the next level in in business and it's it's massively important and it can be hard you know running running your own business I think people that do are people that are entrepreneurial people that are small business owners are you know wired a little bit differently to people that you know just kind of have like our employees so I say nine to five but nine to five does not exist anymore it's more like eight or six or seven so yeah and, and it can be you know, it can be a really lonely place um, because, you know, your friends, sometimes your friends and family don't really understand, can't really talk to them about it. So it's really important that you find a community or a little mastermind or create a little accountability group or, you know, meetups even as well that aren't necessarily all about work. You know, it doesn't have to be, a, if you're in the wedding industry, it doesn't have to be a wedding industry thing, but, you know, other business owners that are doing, I don't know, a bowling night on a Wednesday or something, but, you know, something fun just to be around around that and to be around like-minded people. And it really hit home with me. I was on a ski trip last week, like a sort of work play trip with a company called Den, Den Global. It was a business accelerator I did back in 2019 with a guy called Daniel Priestley. And so it was the first time they've done it. They just organized a ski trip. and. It was just, it was so, so great. And it just really hit home how important it is to be around people that are like you. And I'm, you know, I have wedding industry groups and probably more people that are like me other than the group that I was with because their businesses, I mean, you know, the sums of money that they're talking about, some of them, like, it's, I'm like, what? But it, you know, we had that kind of common theme and the, the conversation flowed easily. I felt energized, I felt, felt inspired. And I think that's the key thing. And, you know, the one thing, if you're starting your sort of self-awareness journey is really tapping into how you feel when you're in certain places. And even if there's not anyone around, like even just, I don't know, a certain park or something, how does it make you feel? Something's making you not feel good. 
or making you feel really good, ask yourself why. So don't just sort of just take that at face value. It's it's kind of ask yourself why, what is it triggering? What does it remind you of? That's, you know, just on a, on a places level, but also the same, you know, when you're with people, like what, what is that thing that's making me feel so good right now? Like, and see if you can work out what that is. And then you can find more of that stuff. Or if it's a negative thing, you can move further away and make sure you don't sort of come across that again. There's this phrase in kind of business, isn't there? And we heard it last week when we were at our, our event that we were at last week. It's like, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And actually, quite often, like you said, in terms of business, you might not have like friends or family that get it. We talk about this a lot, don't we? In terms of finding, time. finding your people. And there's, I, I think that's great. Exactly. You, you kind of said it exactly perfectly, Camilla, in terms of finding people who inspire you to kind of, level up or just even even if it isn't about leveling up or you're you're at a place in your business where you're happy you're at a place in your life where you're happy but in terms of giving you that energy that positive kind of energy and the positive kind of thinking that makes you think oh yeah I feel good like another story Roxy found a, walk, a walking group didn't you Roxy and, and oh yes <laughs> and just like, oh, we were like part of actually your recovery wasn't it you were gonna like go walking yeah. outside nature and I was like oh this is really good and then somebody actually said a comment to me when I mentioned it in passing like oh yeah you know because you'd had some time off work and we were kind of thinking about you coming back to work and stuff and I'd said oh you know Roxy's walking this is really good and then it was a friend of like a mutual friend that we've got that said oh but it, she could be walking with the most miserable group of people in the entire world and actually it turned out you were weren't you Roxy <laughs> you had to decide this and I was the vibe in that group. So I lifted everybody up, which was actually okay because I thought, okay, I've been like trundling along for the last couple of months, like hating on myself. But actually, I, I just, it was so nice. There is power in connection, isn't there? You never know who, who you're going to meet in any one given time. And all it takes is to kind of strike up conversations. But yeah, I love my walking group. I don't care if, if I look like some sort of like frumpy walking lady with my walk. I've even got walking poles now. So, you know, making them cool. <laughs> making them cool. You've got <laughs> walking okay. Yeah, I've got walking poles. Love it. Like, <laughs> like that. What I think is, you know, kind of how I've been doing a lot of work on kind of myself internally and on my mindset on kind of my self-esteem and I just think that if there was issues in our businesses that needed kind of tweaking we would do that we would go okay something's not quite right there so let's work on that but yet when it comes to ourselves aren't we at the bottom of the pile yeah what is that quite often exactly what you were saying looked at other people or, or looked at other things like you're the reason I'm feeling like this or that thing is the reason I'm feeling like this or you know this thing is the reason I feel like this it's so common and it's so it's dangerous because every time we put something else before ourselves or someone else before ourselves we reinforce the idea that we are not worthy we're not worth it we're not good enough we don't you know we don't deserve it whatever it is you know the the attention which is why you know during my workshops I always say self-care is like non-negotiable and it needs to be in there every day because you know you need to send that message to yourself and reinforce that idea that you are good enough you're damn well worth it every single day in order to build your confidence to serve everybody else to the best of your ability to run your business to the best of your ability you know to be the best friend mother uh father brother all these hats all these hats Camilla, how do people find out more about, you've spoken about your book very, very briefly, but we want to hear a little bit more about that. How do people 
that are listening and resonating and thinking, right, yes, you know, I'd love to be able to kind of delve into this topic a little bit more or delve into this kind of self-awareness journey a little bit more. Lots of our listeners will have heard us talk about it lots of times, so I'm sure it's already on their awareness somewhere. Where do they go? Tell us more about your book. Cool. So my book, my book is available on Amazon and it's also available on Audible as well. It's called Hashtag No Filter Needed, Kicking Unobtainable Standards to the Curb and Reimagining the Power Within Yourself. And you can actually go, my, my website, CaminaCollins.com, and there is a book page where, there so you can find out more about it and it will link to, to Amazon. And there's also some freebies as well, downloads, self-sabotage masterclass, productivity hacks, and a, and a confidence book as well. So if any of those things sound like they'd support you, then please do download them. But otherwise, Instagram is where I mainly hang out. Yeah. So feel free to slide into my DMs. I do love a good chat and it'll be lovely to hear from you. Oh, it's been amazing <laughs> to chat to you today. We've really enjoyed it. So there you go. Hopefully we've given you some kind of inspiration to look within, to keep on kind of the self-development journey. And I think, you know, exactly Rox said it, you've alluded to it as well in terms of like, in a corporate world or in a job, we would have training to kind of get to that next point at that level. So, you know, we have to look after ourselves in business and have to kind of recognize these things in order to be able to serve others. It's been so lovely to have you on our podcast today. So lovely to have you all listening along too. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you once again for joining us, Camilla. It's been really great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been lovely. It's been awesome. And thanks guys for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.